Do you consider yourself a high achiever? Smart, driven, highly successful? I am so excited to have you. My name is Julia Arndt and I'm the host of the Stress Podcast. I will help you develop your stress resilience the same way you've developed your workplace superpowers. Learn peak performance tools to thrive at work and in your personal life. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. I'm really excited to have my next podcast interview guest on the podcast today. Um, as you know, we are doing a podcast interview every other week. And today I have the pleasure to, sp to speak to Ish. Hi, Ish. How are you doing today? Hello, hello. I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing well as well. I just got back from a little walk with my dogs because it rained for the last few hours. Oh, wow. So um, <laughs> it was kind of the best window to go in and uh, yeah, get them outside for a little bit. And you got your um, exercise. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I got my exercise, got my fresh air, got my dogs happy. So it's been, so it's good. Um, how have you been? It's already uh, 7.30 in the evening. And I think for you as well, you're located in Los Angeles. Is that correct? I'm, yeah, I'm in LA. Uh, I'm doing well. Working a little bit later than usual today um monday you know getting back into the mm -hmm. week um mm -hmm. but the weekend was good i like worked on my promoting my book a little bit um spent some time relaxing so i'm ready to get back into the week nice awesome yeah for those of you that don't know you tell give us a little overview of who you are and what you've been up to over the last couple of years of course i'll give you guys a, a little snapshot so my name is ish verdusco i was born and raised throughout southern california um, was actually born in LA and lived all throughout the Southern California area. Mm -hmm. uh, went to college, UC Merced, which is a really small school in the Central Valley of California. Um, and since graduating, I worked at 24 Hour Fitness, I worked at LinkedIn, and now I work at Snapchat. Mm -hmm. um, outside of my day job, uh, I am also a DJ. I have a podcast. I wrote my first book recently. I like to work <laughs> out a ton. Um, so as you can as you can tell, there's a theme. I, I like to stay really busy and, and productive and do things yeah. that I'm passionate do things that I'm like super passionate about. Yeah, wow. That's a lot of different things. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. That once you are like if you are successful and if you have a lot of different interests, you just go for it and you just always find time, right? I always think exactly. It's interesting that a lot of people say, oh, I don't have time to do this or I don't have time to do that. And then here we are um, and here I am. I'm speaking to a lot of really interesting people and they're telling me all these different things that they're doing. And I'm like, well, there's always time to do things if you prioritize yeah. correctly. Yeah. You just got to get rid of some other things in your life sometime, like TV, news, radio, mm -hmm. and then you have a lot more time. Yeah. So I'm really curious um, to talk today with you about your book. Um, so tell us a little bit about... What's the book title and how did you get to uh, think about writing this book? Yeah, so the book is called How Successful People Get Ish Done. Um, I wrote it to be a seven-step framework that anybody can use in order to achieve any goal. So whether you want to lose weight, you want to get a new job, you want to, I don't know, like become the, ne the next big DJ or the next big Beyonce, like the, the framework in the book is translatable to any uh, industry or any like goal. And... Uh, the the like how the book came about like I, I never thought i would write a book growing up i wasn't really good at reading or writing um so it wasn't until a few years ago that i kind of went down this journey of like self-development learning and it started with the book called smart cuts by shane snow um and then after that i just got hooked on like learning about self-development and 
-hmm. in 2019 I, I read 45 self-development books like 40 different documentaries on like high performers and successful people and I just broke down their story probably like 400 different podcast interviews that I listened to I also recorded a bunch myself and posted like informational interviews with people um, just to learn about their story so I did a, a ton of learning about successful people and how they got into where they are and then after a while I started to see themes I mean I'm sure you do too interviewing people you start to see like really really obvious themes um, and then I started thinking like well wouldn't it be cool if somebody like summarized all of this and and I, originally I, I had it on my phone like it was just on, a, on my notes tab it was a really long notes notes tab and then um I, I was just thinking about it like maybe it would be cool to show this to my parents and my sisters and maybe my kids one day when I have kids and the more that I started thinking about it I eventually hit like an epiphany and I was like well I should probably share all the stuff that I've learned with more people more people deserve to know this especially being somebody from an underrepresented minority like I'm Latino and when I when I looked at the self-development industry it was all like white men. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that, that's pretty sad that there's like no representation from people who look like me, talk like me, from, come from my background in this industry. And I think that has a big role to play in terms of why a lot of people from underrepresented groups don't necessarily like look to read those types mm -hmm. of books, you know? Yeah. You, you, have, you have the Tim Ferriss's, the Ryan Holiday's, you have the Malcolm Gladwell's, like, yeah, they're amazingly smart people, but the the background like doesn't always relate. And sometimes maybe like the examples that they use, the language that they use, the all of that, like it, it adds up over time. And especially if you're somebody who's not like a reader or not not like growing up with books around the house all the time, then that added layer of uh like discomfort or like unfamiliarity just makes it that much more difficult for people from underrepresented groups to try to relate and be excited to like learn you know mm -hmm. so that was my for why sure. this is super like, cool. i love that you say that because <laughs> i think it's really natural to always look for a role model that you can identify with and that you can relate to um and you know it's been interesting like even me building my business and for example now starting group coaching and things like that it's it's very similar like profiles to who I am. And yep. it's so true that, you know, people relate to your story and people relate to what you, um, what you have been going through. So I think it's wonderful that you've done this and um, that you've done this huge analysis as well. And um, tell us a little bit about maybe um, some, some findings. I don't want you obviously to share your seven step model or I don't know if, if you would, but um, you know, I think what would be really interesting maybe for the listeners is, is, did you see anything that you found missing as an underrepresented group that you think is really important, for example, specifically for Latinos? Mm -hmm. um, that's a great question. I'll share the first step because I think it's the most important step uh, out, of, out of the seven. And it's this idea of, I mean, I'm sure that you, you analyzing successful people and high performers too. Mm -hmm. There's this recurring theme of like that person is successful because they are so self-aware. Mm -hmm. And this, this theme kept coming up over and over and over and over again. So then I started to write it down and I was like, okay, well, what does it mean to be self-aware? And I started to like research into the definition and, and learn about that. And I ended up finding out that that's the wrong term that we're using is self-awareness. Like to be self-aware is to be coherent enough to look in the mirror and, re and recognize who that person is. That's like the literal definition, you know? Mm -hmm. um, 
so then I started then I started going down this this hole of like rabbit hole of like well what is the right term that we should be using and it's more of like self-actualization it's like self-concept mm-hmm. and in, in in psychology if anybody that's listening knows psychology self-concept is like a big term and essentially what it is is in order to become more self-aware in quotes like what, what, we, what we mean you have to understand who you currently are who you've been in the past who you can be in the future and then objectively like 10 steps back looking at yourself like a science experiment and asking the questions like in what in what environments do i thrive in and what environments is my most creative what really pisses me off what do i hate doing what ener- what what like gives me energy what drains my energy and then you ask that in different sections of your life so if you're 30 years old you ask for the past 30 years of your life break down each like each like segment so from like 0 to 10 were there any themes when you're like zero to ten like Mm -hmm. were you creative or did you like legos like there's probably a thematic um something that's like a a theme from that stage to the next stage in your life to the next stage of your life and the more that we're able to recognize them and and see the themes like 10 steps back and then taking a look at, at your life then you're able to say like oh snap there's this very recurring theme in my life for me it's always been um wanting to entertain people so Mm -hmm. i I looked at my life when i was like a younger kid and we always hosted like family parties when i was like 10 years old to 15 years old i was always a person playing music i got like a cd or like uh off the radio you know like setting up the speakers so that they sounded good in the background Mm -hmm. i mean in the in the in our backyard and then so like i looked in high school and i and i saw that there was a recurring theme of like wanting to host the events, the school dances, all that stuff. Okay. That's, that's interesting. And then you moved to college. I started DJing a ton and started DJing three nights a week and hosted concerts for the school. And then post that, then I started doing events in San Francisco. So there was like a recurring theme. And the, the more that I was able to recognize that, that now I can project forward and be like, well, if that's something that I enjoy doing, how can I use this passion or this, this want to like entertain people? in my future role mm-hmm. yeah mm. well, that's kind of like tied into the question i guess because in in the sense in the latino community like we're not always as a uh, about our feelings as we as we should be you know i mean i don't want to speak for like the entire community but i, I know like sometimes people can joke about it like oh you're, you're talking about your feelings or you, i don't know it, it's kind of it's kind of complex but i think people of color, we can definitely be a lot more in tune with our feelings. I mean, in tune with who we are and, and being okay with understanding who we are objectively versus just making assumptions because of who we are and where we're from. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. And um, you also speak about four specific personas in the mm-hmm. book, um, which I thought was really interesting. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you maybe also identified those different personas? Yeah, of course. So it was actually really easy to do that. Um, the, when, I, when I figured out who my target audience was for the book, which is people of color, people from underrepresented groups, then it was super crystal clear. Then I just started thinking like, well, who are like either my friends or family members that I can develop into a persona or like use them as like the, the mold for the persona mm-hmm. um, and then identify who they are. What do they do on a daily basis? Like, for example, I'll give you two, two of the personas. One of them is a 16-year-old boy from East Los Angeles or South Central LA, um, growing up with a lot of troubles. He just has his mom around. Um, everybody in the neighborhood is like, 
either in bad stuff like gangs or drugs or or whatever he doesn't go to the great the best school but he's a he's like a, a hustler and he's excited to learn but mm-hmm. learning isn't cool for him learning isn't cool it's not cool for in his school to be the learner so he gets made fun of and so i, I developed this persona it's a fake person but it can very likely be somebody real you know and i know tons yeah. of kids like this so mm-hmm. then i started thinking well like what is the problem that I want to solve for him and how can I help him? And then for him, it's inspiring him and showing him that he has the entrepreneurial spirit in order to like achieve a hustle. That's not selling drugs. It could be like selling bags of chips or like creating his own little business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then honing that giving them the confidence by using the book and, and pushing him in the right direction, you know, and, and, and being able for him to say like, Whoa, that guy, I kind of relate to him, this guy ish and he's doing pretty well. Like maybe I could just, take a page from his book literally and like see where this takes me mm-hmm. and so the other another persona was he's like in his early 30s he's a father of two um he doesn't really like his job but he does it because he wants to like support the family and he like makes a little bit over women minimum wage not very inspired um he comes from the african-american community and he he's like looking for the next thing in his life the next chapter and so the, so the problem I'm trying to solve for him is like, how do you find what it is that you're passionate about and what steps can you take, even though you have kids, even though that you're not like one of the youngsters anymore, you can still switch your life and like push it in the right direction, push it in the direction that you want it to be. You know, just because you hate your job right now doesn't mean you can hate your, you're going to hate your job in the future. So that's the problem that I try to solve for him. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, what steps can you take? in order to like self-actualize and understand, well, who are you first? What skill sets do you have? What skill sets do you lack? What do you like doing? What do you hate doing? Where do you find creativity? Where do you find passion? Like all these questions. And then the other six steps are basically, here's how to get it done. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. I love already the two personas. I think that a lot of people <laughs> can relate. And I, you know, I'm already having a couple of thoughts on my mind of who I can relate this to. So yeah, really, really cool way to think about this and you know you talked a little bit about productivity at the beginning as well and obviously you know i'm a peak performance coach as well so i'm really interested in productivity tools and one of the thoughts that i had when i read about your book and about you know how you got there was do you think there are different productivity tools um, or things that we haven't talked talked or thought about um, for underrepresented groups that are really important for them honestly it's like uh it's like finding time in your day to just relax and do nothing. So mm-hmm. some people might call that like meditation and the people might call that just like, I don't know, time alone relaxation. Mm-hmm. But I think in a world where we're so addicted to social media and I don't know if there's, there's uh, stats about this. I'm sure there is, but especially in underrepresented groups. And I know this from friends and family, like, the usage of social media is off the hook and not in a good way. Like mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours a day on Instagram and like Facebook and Snapchat and Twitter, like it becomes to a point un- like very unhealthy for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and within the underrepresented community or different underrepresented communities, I, I don't think we do as great of a job in terms of our watching our mental health and, and recognizing when we're going down a bad path um, or like a dark path. So, I think just finding time to unplug. And I talk about this all the time whenever I speak to like audiences, like it's okay to like put your phone down for 30 minutes and literally do nothing or just be present in the conversation. If you're talking with your mom or your, your grandma or your friends, like 
mm-hmm. the phone is going to be there afterwards you know yeah for so, sure just yeah. finding that time and it's it seems so simple but i know sometimes the most simple things are the ones that like are most impactful you know sure yeah and sometimes also the most difficult to implement right because yeah. so many people know that in theory that's what they should be doing and you know relaxation time is important but then when you speak to busy people and you ask them how often do you actually do it it's a very small percentage you know yeah. and there's a lot of hacks that people can actually do like i'll i'll share with you some of them that i yeah. do so I sleep with the phone underneath my bed and uh, so I physically have to get up to, to check it or turn it off. So somebody calls me at night and I'm like pretty tired. I'm probably not going to get up because it's underneath my bed. Okay. And uh, another one is I have these lights in my room. I'm not sure if you can see, but they're Philips Hue lights and they basically turn on at a certain time, five, eight, five o'clock in the morning, every morning. Mm-hmm. And so they turn on on their own and by 5.05 a.m. my room is like a doctor's office. That's how bright it is. Oh, wow. So that's like flipped the habit of me not being able to wake up early. I use this to like wake up early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same thing for night. So that night around nine o'clock, they start to like dim like red or like dark blue. And then they just like dim over the next hour. So like your, your eyes start to like get ready to go to sleep. Yeah. And I'm actually curious to hear more about that because you said as well that you're, you're doing a lot of things, right? You have a full-time yeah. job, you're a DJ, you're writing your book, you have a podcast. Um, how do you take care of your mental health? I was doing something for a really long time when I was in San Francisco and I found it super helpful because that was probably the craziest time of my life when I was doing a lot of things. You know, I had an entertainment company. I was DJing three nights a week, working like 60 hours a week at, at LinkedIn, mm-hmm. um, working out every day. And so what I would do is I would dedicate at least half of my Sunday to be by myself. And usually I would spend that like at least two hours at the movie theater and I would just go watch a movie by myself, sit down there, then go to the park, try to be off my phone and literally just like do no- like do nothing or like roam around the city. Um, but I found that that time to be like my reset time. So whether that means like you implementing it in your daily, in your daily routine, like driving to work or like right after work, sitting down for 10 15 minutes and just like resetting because otherwise it's just on to the next thing always yeah. wow i love that that's really cool and um what about your morning routine because so you say that you have that light in your room and you mm-hmm. wake up around 505 kind of more naturally which i i think is really powerful and then how does your morning like start look like so i wake up at 505 i'm working out by about 515 I finished working out by about 6.15, 6.30. Then I have shower, have breakfast. And I usually have like half an hour to 45 minutes before I start my work day. I usually use that time to myself, whether that's like getting ahead on my personal stuff or uh, checking my calendar, or sometimes journaling if I have. One thing that I found is working out in the morning, I get most creative after my workouts. Mm-hmm. So that 45 minutes, I usually spend like writing down tons of ideas that I wouldn't think of otherwise uh-huh. um, and then I start my work day and then work day until I'm pretty much done five six or seven um, have dinner with some family and then work on side hustles so my, my side projects my very many side projects yeah, yeah. and you know is, has that always been that way I'm kind of curious because I feel like you know sometimes we need to get into these healthy routines in order to structure our day and do the things that we need in order to recharge. Do you feel like you've always been very conscious about that? Or was there a time in your life where that was very different? I think growing up, I played um, 
like sports. Mm -hmm. So like from third grade all the way on, I played sports my whole life. And so when you play sports as a kid and you're expected to like keep your grades up yeah, and perform Mm -hmm. and like help out around the house and like clean and cut the grass or help out where however you can, you like learn how to structure your time and how to develop these schedules and routines. So I credit it to like that, like, and then high school, then I started doing sports plus clubs, plus activities, plus driving myself, plus AP classes. And so then it just compounds, you know, college, it was like even 10 times more intense, doing way more things while still maintaining my grades. And then after that, then I was like, oh, I have all this time. Now what do I do? So mm-hmm. then I started the company, started DJing more. <laughs> yeah. Very so, cool. And yeah. so there's never a point where you feel like your motivation is low or like where you feel maybe your mental health even is challenged because maybe you get a lot of pressures from work or things are not working out the way you want them to work out in your life yeah i mean i hit we all hit that i hit that all the time too like Mm -hmm. whenever there's whenever i'm not really happy with what i'm doing or i'm not super passionate about whatever i'm doing then it's energy draining Mm -hmm. but if i take a few steps back and look at the bigger picture of things and like if just because i don't like this one thing doesn't mean i like the the broader project or the broader thing that I'm dedicating my time to. So as long as the broader mission for what I'm doing outweighs the crappy work that I have to do in the meantime, then it's fine. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I have the privilege of like being able to work on side projects that I'm very interested in, like Mm -hmm. the book. So Mm -hmm. like, even if I don't find the passion in one area of life, like work, then I'll always find it in other stuff that I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, when, when exactly did you launch the book? It's uh, about probably, a month ago. About yeah. a month ago. And uh, have your, I, let me ask you this question. Have you received maybe one feedback that you were really proud of or that you, that really striked you? Yeah. One of, uh, actually this past weekend, I was talking to a 16 year old, like a family friend, 16 year old, might be 15. And he's like, he's like, hey, I started reading your book. And I was like, so what do you think? He's like, I love it. I feel like I can actually relate. He's, he's like, I know you, so I can relate to you. But it's like, he's like, it's interesting because usually books like this, I feel like I can't really relate to the person. And, you know, it's like, that's like the smallest, simplest thing. But like, that was the goal is to like be able to have kids or people in general, just be able to say that they like relate or can relate, you know? Mm. That's so, cool. So if people are interested to read your book, how do they best find that? Uh, They can find it on Amazon. So you can just type in get ish done. Um, And yeah, that's it. I mean, you can find me on all social media. Yeah, I just wanted to ask that. Yeah, perfect. At Ishverduzco, I-S-H-V-E-R-D-U-Z-C-O on all social channels as well. And I'm always open to questions or people have um, comments on the book. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'll put all of the links in the show notes as well. And maybe, um, is there one last thing that you want to share with the people that are listening and that might be wondering, how do I get all of these things done? (laughs) Um, I, I actually end the book with one thing that it's, it's very, very subtle, but it's essentially like, you can learn from all these successful people. You can learn about Barack Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Kobe Bryant, all of these people. But until you define like what success means to you, you may be going down like the wrong path. 
Mm. And I think in a world and society where we have social media and we're always looking at other people and comparing ourselves, oftentimes we can like think we want something, but in reality, we only want it because somebody else in our group does. So understanding like and asking mm. those questions, why do I want this? Do I really want it? Um, like, do I really want this car? Do I really want this job? Do I really want X money or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Or, or do I, or do I just want it because a friend posted it or I feel like society is telling me that I should, you know, yeah. so I think that's, that's super important. And then, then everything else is just figuring all the hacks, the strategies, putting the people in place, like the mentors, developing like good rituals and routines and habits and understanding how to break down habits and all of that stuff. That's, that's the how you know that's that's essentially what the book is it's the how Mm -hmm. but you got to understand like who you are and what it is that you want yeah amazing awesome well thank you so much Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast and you shared a lot of really new tools and that i found super interesting so thank you so much for that different perspective and i wish you a really wonderful evening thank you so much i appreciate it thank you bye